This episode of Go Be Wyoming is brought to you by Fly Sheridan. Save time, fly local, fly Sheridan. Uh, welcome back, Wyoming Knuckleheads. Our guest today, um, this one's been in a long works because I reached out to you last year, which was dumb of me because then it was right before the winter season. So for a uh, snowmobiling company, you know, that's a terrible time for me to ask you to come on a podcast. But we have Jess Shaner um, in studio. Now, Jeff, you do, let's name off everything you're part of right now. Sled uh. YO, um, you you uh, are part of Spear Wigwam now uh, with the sessions there. And then you are part of uh, Kui, right? Is Kui-yo. that how you say it? Yeah, Kui. Um, traveling people on hunts. Yep. Right? So... And then uh, you were just in Vegas, but that was for your your girlfriend's birthday. But yeah. you're heading out of town here again uh, for a hunting trip. Yeah, I've been all over. I've got honestly too many things going on. That's but, right. Uh, it's a good problem to have. Uh, I've been in an airplane more than I've been in a car the last <laughs> couple months, but uh, it's been fun. I, I enjoy what I do, and uh, looking forward to the winter starting. Yeah. What would you say you're a? What would you categorize yourself? Are you an entrepreneur? Are you an influencer? What like what do you categorize um, yourself? Definitely not an influencer. I'm a little weird about that word, but uh, yeah. what I would consider myself, I guess you can consider myself an entrepreneur. I own two businesses, um, but by trade, I am a backcountry snowmobile guide and then a full time freelance photographer gotcha. and filmmaker. So those are the two things that I yeah. do full time. Awesome, cool. No, I love yeah. that. Yeah. So. Um, how did you get into being a, you and Carter were kind of talking about it, but how did you get into filmmaking and, and how did you like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I've kind of always, I, in high school, I was not artsy at all. I was okay. the least interested kid in art. You know, I like to play sports and for whatever reason, you know, I would just, art was not my thing until I got into, well, I've been snowmobiling since I was three. And then my dad ended up getting a camera one day it was like a $400 camera, you know, so it wasn't too cheap, but it wasn't like the fanciest thing around. And I remember I wanted to get better pictures for snowmobiling. And so that's how it started. I wanted to get cool pictures snowmobiling. I messed with my dad's camera a little bit, got a couple shots and I was just blown away by the difference between a cell phone and what, a, you know, a, the type is a Canon rebel is just a little DSLR, but I was uh, just blown away by the stuff you could create with it. And I was like, is there a way to make money doing this? You know, snowmobiling, taking photos. And obviously snowmobiling is only a seasonal thing. I can't yep. do it year round. So I needed to figure out how I can make money with photography during the summer, the fall, those sorts of things. So yeah, just taking pictures of snowmobiles is kind of what got me into How old were you? When was that? Oh, I um, this was right out of college. So okay. I was like 19. I didn't get into photography. Like I didn't get super interested in it until... I started working at Sheridan Travel and Tourism. Okay. I started interning there. And Sean Parker, who's the executive director, he's a super talented photographer. And then you also have Max Brown, super talented filmmaker. And just having those two dudes around teaching me everything they know just got me hooked. And I was like, this is cool. Yeah. So, You're like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. So I was yeah. there for a long time. And awesome. I've always wanted to do my own thing. So yeah. I worked there for as long as I could. And two years later, I was like, you know, thankful for everything they did. But. I was like, okay, I want to do my own thing. Yeah, time to time to spread the wings yep. and, and do it. Um, you you started snowmobiling at three. Yep. Like by yourself? Uh, no, not by myself. Okay. I think when I was four, I started by myself. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so actually, I guess I was, my dad put me on a snowmobile like when I was a couple months old. So I'd go with him until I was three. And then I remember one Christmas, I got a little 120 snowmobile, just this little guy. And Santa Claus brought it to me when I was four and. I started riding then by myself and just kind of haven't stopped since then. Dang. So, so started early. Yep. Super early. Wow. Super early. Um, 
And so, you know, obviously your dad must love it. And so the whole family loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Wow. That's crazy. That's yeah. My grandpa, my great grandpa actually started the whole thing in the fifties. Okay. Snowmobile, and then my grandpa got into it and then my dad got into it and just by default. Yeah. You know, I got a, I got addicted to it. Unfortunately, it's a very expensive hobby. <laughs> so as a college kid, I had to figure out how to pay for it. Yeah. That's how, yeah. That's how sled wild started. Yeah. No. So yeah. So you, you've got this great hobby that you love to do, but you know, it is expensive. You know, the sleds I would imagine are not cheap and uh, the gas, you know, just to go up and do it is not cheap. But um, how did that idea come about? Was this kind of the culmination of photography and a little bit, you know, marketing, I've always been super interested in marketing. Okay. Um, And I wanted to, for a long time, I wanted to be a professional snowmobiler. I didn't quite know how I can make that happen. You know, there's people that are just super ultra talented, you know, doing backflips, all the crazy stuff that are just straightly, they're pros because of how talented they are. I've been doing it since I was three, but I'm not doing backflips. You know, I, I don't want to toot my own horn. I am a pretty good rider. You have to be to be a backcountry guide. Otherwise, no one's going to want to ride with you. But yep. I'm not out there doing backflips. I'm not the, the best snowmobiler in the world. So c- big brands aren't going to pay me just to strictly just to ride. Yeah. Right? So I was like, okay, well, how else can I be involved in the snowmobile industry? And actually, out of high school, I didn't go to college right away. I took a semester off. And I worked at a lodge up in the mountains. Okay. I worked at Arrowhead Lodge, and they needed a guide. Um, so I decided to become a guide. And I liked it. I found out I love showing people the backyard, you know, what yeah. we have in the Bighorn Mountains. And, uh, well, you know, that was doing fun. It, doing it since you were three. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, well, a lot of people, you know, they don't like showing people what we have. You know, they, they want to keep it to themselves or whatever. But I, I enjoyed it. You know, I kind of lived vicariously through them yeah. because – once you've been ri- since you've been riding since you're three, you kind of you're looking for ways to get that like adrenaline back or kind of some of the things you experienced for the first time. You're, you're trying to figure out how to get that back because you were doing it for so long. So showing people that have never been to the mountains what can be done on a snowmobile has been it's the way I can get that feeling that I had when I was younger back. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah, I ended up liking it a lot and uh, ended up going to college after that six months was up and after I got back from college, I was like, okay, how can I, I want to, I've always wanted to be my own boss and do my own thing. So I didn't want to go back and work for someone else and guide. I wanted to start my own company. Yeah. And that's kind of how the, the whole deal. And then sled wild came about and yeah. Awesome. No, that's cool, man. Um, what was the first experience of that where you, you took somebody out, you're guiding them and, uh, they kind of had that first time experience and you're like, yeah, you're like, this is, this is, I yeah. like this guiding gig. Yeah. I took a big group out, there was like a group of seven from North Dakota that I took out. And I remember them, we went to a super gnarly canyon. It was their first time in the mountains, first time riding deep snow. They rode snowmobiles back east, and it's a lot of different riding there. You know, it's mostly trails. They don't get as much snow as we do. But I rode, I took them to a, one of my favorite places to go, just a super steep canyon. And I remember them, the first time I climbed up the canyon, I got to the bottom of the canyon. I was like, all right, guys, here's our zone. We're going to play here. There's a lot of features here to play on and, you know, tear it up they weren't quite sure what to do because it was so steep it was intimidating sure and so i remember going up and doing my doing a line is what you call it you know going through the trees or whatever and i can't hear anything on my snowmobile when i got back i watched the video that my my dad actually went with me to help me take this group out and i remember watching the video and the guys were like wow like everyone was freaking out watching me climb this hill because i didn't even think it was possible they looked at this hill and had no clue like sure you could do that on a snowmobile and i was like to me, I've been doing it since I was three. So I was like, 
wait, you guys don't know this is possible? Yeah. Like, You're like, hurry whoa. up, guys. Let's go. Yeah. And it, was just, it was just cool. It was just like just showing people what's possible in the mountains. Yeah. You know? it's, I love it. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. Well, and I love to, that's, that's great to hear, you know, there's the experience you know the yeah. uh you're providing people with an experience that you used to have and you're trying to recreate it you know and um and and get more of those and then i also like that you said you know this um i don't want to call it backwards but kind of a a negative thinking of uh we don't want to show all these people yeah. you know all the cool spots and um, you kind of had a post about that a couple weeks ago. You know, you guys were getting some flack from people about, you know, stop showing all these places. Mm. And you're kind of like, you know, yeah. well, one, it's all public place. So. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I do get every once in a while, there'll be some people in the local community um, that they're not necessarily a fan of what I do. Sure. Um, but I, I have to make, I have to make money. I have to pay the bills. Right. So I have yeah. to promote the Bighorns as a destination to come snowmobile. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, I'm trying to do that. So they'll book a tour with me. And I'll take them out. You know, I'm not necessarily trying to promote the place for people just, you know, everyone and their grandma to come out and tear it all up. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing it for my own personal reasons to gain business from. But some people think, you know, there's just some people that want the less people in the big horns, the better. And yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. But at yeah. the same time. Like, well, it's a negative. You know, I think there's, uh, you know, uh, being, being kind of younger, I think it's, you know, we see the opportunity of, well, we want people to come here and, mm -hmm you know, book a tour with your, your, you know, your group and, you know, stay at Arrowhead Lodge or come down to Sheridan and shop. And, yeah. um, you know, I think, uh, you know, having that mentality is, is better than like, well, we don't want people here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely economic benefit. Yeah, the exactly. challenge is like, how do you, how do you balance economic benefit with recreating responsibly? Sure. You know? Sure. And that's something a lot of guide companies might struggle with, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, the environmental impact that we make is very little, Yeah, you know, and a, a lot of it stems back to selfishness. You know, they, they, they're worried that there's yep. their favorite place to go might get torn up or, yep. Yep. you know, it's like, uh, if you're that worried by, by a ranch, that's, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, public land, mm -hmm. it's meant to, for the public to use it. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, be involved and in, you know, if that's an issue of yours, you know, be involved and I guess try and change it if you really want, but yeah, you know, and it's something, you know, to give back to, we also try to contribute. We're involved with the local snowmobiling club. You know, we're up there. Last year, I remember we were going down the trail, and I think someone's garbage bag must have ripped from a cabin owner. And we ended up picking up two garbage bags full of garbage in the mountains. Yeah. And it was like most people were just driving right by it. And I was like, I noticed one pop can, and then I noticed another pop can. And we probably spent two hours, our group, just picking up garbage off yep, the trail. someone else's trash, yeah. You know, so whenever you can give back or help out we do because we we are trying to balance yeah the, you know, come out to the bighorns but also let's you know recreate responsibly and for sure for sure so what what came first sled yo or your independent contracting for the uh sled yo came first because i started doing this last year okay um, i started doing sled yo last year while i was working at sheridan travel and tourism okay and uh they were pretty they were great about letting me go up and ride but i always kind of felt bad for ditching work if we had a client in the middle of the week kind of deal. And I was like, Oh, I kind of want to, you know, the dream has always been to do my own thing. So, yep. um, sled YO came first. I knew with photography, that's what I always wanted to use my photography for was to promote my own business. Um, right. But like I said earlier, snowmobiling is only seasonal. So I need to, you know, spread the wings a little bit, and dive into some other careers or some other, um, opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sled YO came first. Cool. Well, that's great that they kind of were letting you 
do the mixed bag for a little bit and then, you know, get your get your feet ready and then yeah, go no, do sled while. It was perfect. Um how did COVID affect you guys starting starting that first year and then uh you know, COVID. You know, I don't want to be that guy, but it actually kind of helped us, I think. Yeah. I know a, a lot of people struggled through COVID, regardless of what your political stance is on it. It, it did affect the economy. Yeah. Right. So um, luckily for us, being in Wyoming, we are socially distanced already, as it is. People were looking to get away from stuff. So we were kind of like the ideal location. And, you know, snowmobiling, you're out in the backcountry, you have helmets on. You know, it's. It really didn't. I think it kind of helped us, honestly. And yeah. It wasn't like, you know, I feel bad for saying that with all the struggles that went on, but I mean, what was I supposed to do? Say no? Yeah, you know? yeah so exactly. Like, Nothing wrong about that, you know? So I think, uh, no, I'm just curious to, to hear that. So did did you guys, uh, were you guys expecting those numbers or did you guys like just, you know, just it blew out of the water or what was it kind of like when people were starting to book with you guys? Uh, you know, it, it didn't blow us out of the water. We were we were steady for our first year, and I was super happy to see that. We were booked every single every single weekend from February to March. That's the peak season, and that's what I wanted to see. It's like, okay, I want every weekend to be full. And if we can mix in a couple tours in the mid, middle of the week, I'll be happy. Yeah. You know? um, so, yeah, it was it was pleasant. It was nice. Awesome. Cool. No, that's great. That's great, man. Um, and who? how many people work for Sled YO? Um, so last year it was just myself and Riley Sessions. Okay. Riley Sessions did great. He's one of my guides. Um, he's now in Denver working. He's still going to guide for me, but he won't be up here in Sheridan as much. Um, he's looking at coming back. So I'll have this year I'll have Riley. And then I added two more guides. And then also, well, actually I added three more guides. Um, my girlfriend, who's just a badass on a snowmobile, she doesn't know the, ba- the backcountry enough to take people out on her own, but she will be a guide. She will have someone like myself or a Riley with her to take people out. Sure. Um, and we'll, we're going to start getting her trained so that she can take people out by herself. By herself, yeah. Um, so Anna Zawada, she'll be a guide. Um, and then I have a young kid, Anthony Kleisner, who's a super talented young kid. Um, he's actually younger than I, I am. And then we have Mr. Bob Barlow, who is going to be doing our scenic trail rides. Um, nice. He does the horseback riding up at Spiro. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. know who Bob Barlow is. Yeah, yeah. Um, he wanted to do snowmobiling, so he's going to take out families awesome. and stuff. And so that, you know, I would imagine the scenic ones are a little... Uh, less adrenaline. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how we advertise it too. A little less adrenaline. Um, I, I, you know, I last year when you invited me to be on the podcast, an- another reason, you know, we were already super busy. I was working full time, eight to five. Um, but I was like, well, we're not quite ready for the publicity sure, yet, yeah. right? Because <laughs> um, with your connections in the local community, we, I wasn't quite ready to promote to the locals yet because yeah. we didn't have really a way to take them out. We didn't have rental snowmobiles. We didn't have gear. And most locals, when if they want a backcountry experience, they already know where to go on the Bitcoins, right? Most of our clientele is Midwest. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, they're coming away. here. They're visiting, yeah. And so, But I always wanted to do scenic trail rides. So that's something new to this year to get the local community involved because I know people in Sheridan, they want more things to do in the winter. Um, so we're bringing on scenic trail rides, which are three- to five-hour trail rides. You can go up in the mountains and just get the family out. That's all we really want. If yeah. you're not looking for to do the epic backcountry, We've, and you just want to spend a nice day in the mountains in the winter and get the family up and going. We're going to do scenic trail rides, and Bob's going to take that over. So he's awesome. going to take people out. Heard it here first. Go be wild. Yeah, um, that's true. Yep. That's awesome. No, yeah, I mean, three, four hours. Gosh, you just take your kids up there, do it, come back. That's a day. Yep, there go you up, go. We'll have lunch up there and probably see a moose or two usually. Exactly. So, um, so that's yeah, awesome. Just a, just a good way to get outside. Yeah. And, and you're supporting a local business. You know, I think that's always important to tell people you're supporting a local business. 
yep. you know, um, and oh, that's fantastic. No, that's cool. It'll be fun. Yeah, that's Sorry. awesome. So, and um, you're so that so sled YO started. You know, you're obviously doing your own photography video work for the for that business. Um, how did you get tied into? Because um, you're also uh, are you the director of Spiro or what's your what's your role with Spiro now? Um, yeah, so I I tell people I'm the creative director just to save explaining to them yeah. how I'm involved. Okay. Really, they're yeah. they're a client of mine. Okay. Um, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. And my, my girlfriend's she's the general manager. Gotcha. Of Spiro. Yep. Um, okay. So she kind of runs all the day to day stuff. And awesome. Um, yeah, I do a lot of work. Very up there cool. At Spiro Wigwam. How did so? How did um you know how did so sled while I was going? Mm-hmm. Um, when was the thought of okay, you know the season's about to end. I need to probably have uh you know, start getting into, you know, the contractor world of your right. photography. Need some clients in the yeah, summertime. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, um, so the sessions who the family that owns it, yep. Um, they're big snowmobilers. Gotcha. Um, and so I grew up snowmobiling with Riley, Riley sessions and Steve sessions. And they actually asked me if I wanted to manage Spiro. Okay. And you know, after looking at what my girlfriend does and all this stuff that she has to do, she does a great job, but I'm so glad I didn't accept that because I, I wanted to do photography and fil- photography and filmmaking. That's yeah, kind of, yeah. if I, I have to really love what I'm doing to be passionate about it. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, they asked me if I wanted to do it. I said, no, but I have someone who can, who's more than capable. Yeah. And I, I told Anna, I was like, Hey, they're interested in hiring you to do this. Cause she was kind of looking for a new career path. Mm-hmm. And I told, I told myself, if she accepts this job, then I will quit my full-time job at Travel and Tourism because I was still working there. Oh, gotcha. If okay. she accepts this job, because she's going to have to live up there, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be separated from her. So yeah. we're going to go live up there. And she accepted it. And I was like, okay, well, it's time for me to, chip, you know, finally pursue my dream as well and uh, dive into the full-time freelance. Yeah. Right, so Awesome. Okay, yeah. cool. No, that's great. And then so, you know, uh, so Spiro kind of, uh, giving you guys a shot there, you know, from the sessions, but, um, who were some other, uh, projects that people might not know of that you did that were kind of your first, um, you were like, yeah, this, this, this is, uh, these are fun, independent work that I wanted yeah. to do. Um, you know, I also started doing work for a company called Kuyu when I was working full time. Okay. Like I, eventually I got enough freelance contracted work when I was working full time that I was like, okay, it's time to <laughs> cut the cord here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't do everything. So one's got to go. Um, so I started doing work for Kuyu and they're kind of, they're definitely my, my biggest client. Yeah. They're, they're um, how did that come about? Um, I did a video when I was working at travel and tourism for their marketing director about their marketing director's wife, Stephanie Wilkerson. Okay. Um, she's a super talented metalsmith here in town, uh, singer, songwriter, you know just everything art she's involved in it seems like interior designer did a video we did a feature on her a little mini documentary the mar- he at the time he was working at weatherby and uh eventually he got the gig with kuyu and uh, they were looking at doing some more video work and he loved that video i made about stephanie and reached out to me and i was like heck yeah you know outdoorsy hunting like that's my that's you're my like this right up my alley yeah. yeah i love it and it's been great so far i've been going on some awesome stuff so which what was what was your first big trip with them oh first big trip or your first one yeah what was your first one? Oh, i uh i went to nevada okay um and filmed an antelope hunt so that was like my first hunt i'm not a hunter by trade so it was kind of an interesting experience to me um just going on a hunt i never thought in a million years i, I would be going hunting you know i just didn't, didn't grow up doing it and uh 
So that was cool. We went to Nevada and filmed an antelope hunt. Who uh, who were the hunters? Were they just? Uh, yeah, this so one of the hunter that I filmed, and this hasn't released yet. These oh, okay. Released you don't yet. have to say then. I don't know if you're allowed to say or not. So, um, yeah, it's like <laughs> some of the hunts I can't talk about yet. Yeah. But I think I, I'm comfortable talking about Nevada. Okay, Nevada one. It'll just be out next fall. Okay, cool. Um, when he's in a, a world game gold medalist archer. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it was an archery hunt. It was an archery hunt. Oh wow! Yep. Spot and stock antelope archery hunt. That's pretty cool. So did they like? They tell you any like so like like you said you're not a hunter by trade so like yeah. they're just like hey just meet these guys here bring your stuff a little bit yeah they and yeah. you're like oh like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, you what know, am I supposed to expect here <laughs> I didn't know what to expect I you know I kind of kind of got the gist of it I watched a bunch of hunting films just for inspiration and I was like okay I, you know just you know try not to mess it up you know <laughs> my job as a photographer and filmmaker is just be a fly on the wall yeah I don't I don't want to influence the hunt. So I just, you know, followed directions. He told me, stay on my hip. I stayed on his hip. Be quiet. You know, just. Don't make noise. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, Very cool. Just trusting them. They're the experts. So they kind of tell me everything that I need to know. And I'm like, yes, sir. You know. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, uh, is there any, anything funny from that first one that you always take with you or. Uh, no, nothing, nothing funny, you know. Um. Or unexpected maybe. Um, it took, you know, it took this guy 14 attempts and i we joke that i'm kind of bad luck cuz oh. <laughs> i watched these antelope hunts and in nevada the antelope are a lot different for sure. some reason they're way more skittish than they are in wyoming you know i was people I, i've told people i was going to nevada to film an antelope hunt they're like why are you going to nevada and it's like there's antelope in wyoming and i was like well guy's not from wyoming but still you're like, like you're like i'm not hunting like <laughs> yeah i'm not hunting and the guy's not from wyoming and uh, but they're like antelope, really? And I was like, why are they filming an antelope hunt? I was like, I don't know. But it turns out these antelope in Nevada are just on a different level than Wyoming ones. Like Interesting. Here, yeah. you can you drive by them on your way to Walmart. You know. Yeah. Right. And you can yell at the antelope, but there they saw you 400 yards out. They were gone. Oh snap! Yeah, and you got to get within like 100 yards at least to get a good shot on them for right archery. And uh, it was tough. Yeah, it was tougher. So we just kind of joked that I was kind of bad luck. Your bad luck for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, what? Uh, any other hunts that you've been on that are coming to mind or just stories about them? Cause I know, like you said, there might be some that you can't talk about, but, uh, yeah, I've got, you never, that you never thought you would do. How about <laughs> that? Like, ah, I got some cool ones, but I, I shouldn't share them. You shouldn't yet. say, okay, that's I right. Shouldn't that's share fair. Them yet. Uh, you'll see them. You'll see them next fall. Hopefully. Okay, but, uh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. No, that's cool. That's, that's, um, I think that's just a cool, like that's something that people probably would never think about. Like, to be a filmmaker slash photographer, you know, getting hooked up with hunting. Like that's a yeah. big, that's starting to be a big kind of thing. Well, it's just cool that, you know, f that's what I love so much about photography and filmmaking is just all the crazy places it's taken me mm -hmm. that I never thought in a million years I'd go on. You know, it's, I, I get to see, I get to film rad people doing rad things. And that's kind of what I like. It takes me on adventures and adventures that I and never in a million years would I thought I would have been on. You yeah. Know? Like, I was just in a helicopter in Arizona filming them capture bighorn sheep for a conservation project. I was like literally in a helicopter chasing bighorn sheep. It was just when I was in the helicopter, it was one of those moments where I was like, holy cow, I'm here right now. <laughs> like, what am I doing? How yeah. did I get here? <laughs> I went from taking pictures of snowmobiles to chasing bighorn sheep in helicopters yeah. and, you know, filming bison drives and just all sorts of, all sorts of crazy things. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, now I've heard about this bison drive cause this was with, with bison union, correct? Yep. Yep. Um, has that been released anywhere? No, I don't think they ended up releasing it. It's like a lost, it's like a yeah. lost uh, story. I think so. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not too sure where it ended up. 
um I remember they. It was basically a concept video, if I'm remembering right. Oh, okay. We were filming a teaser. I didn't edit the teaser. We just got the footage, and I think they ended up picking another show. I can't even remember what the show was that they picked up. But okay, it was for gotcha. Discovery Channel. Oh, okay. Discovery Channel or History Channel. And they gotcha. Ended up, they ended up um, going with someone. Going else. with a different show. I don't know something about it. They were like, well, I don't know. Um, sure. It didn't have anything to do with the footage. I think we were up against like three other shows and. Oh, so it was like a, oh, that's cool. Yeah, they were just looking at different routes for a new TV show and I guess a bison ranch. I don't know what happened. I yeah. don't, I don't, I'm not the best spokesperson on that. But you mean a bison ranch in Wyoming doesn't sound interesting? I thought it sounded cool. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, this is going to be sweet, you know, and it just happens. It's just, cool. you know, just TV. Yeah. Well, I knew you were a part of it. I've always heard bits and pieces of, you know, uh, of of i don't know whatever just of that filming of that and yeah i never knew i was like what was it for and so that's yeah. so it was for a tv show that's pretty yeah. cool have they taken you anywhere um you could probably say this uh have they taken you anywhere outside of the states nope nope okay. so that's one thing that i uh, i'm looking forward to i just kind of started doing all this crazy travel a couple months ago okay um and one thing i i actually it took me 22 years to get my passport i just oh. never got one <laughs> and so last year i got my passport I haven't used it yet. I've been uh, I've been looking around and uh, looking forward to that first international trip. But yeah, nowhere nowhere international yeah. yet. Okay, no, cool. That's yeah. Just for anyone listening out there, if they're like, right. oh, okay, yeah, if you um, got a, if you got a gig that's international, I'd, I'd love to hit you up. <laughs> hey, we do have international listeners. I will say that Spotify Perfect. was showing me. So cool. uh, I don't know if they're in the hunting areas like well, New Zealand and any sort of adventure. If you need outdoor adventure, I'm in. Sweet, I'm in. send me send me a message. Love it, love it. Um, Let's see here. So, I mean, that keeps you busy. Spiro keeps you busy. Um, you know, you guys are gearing up right now for the winter season uh, for Sled Wild. Um, you know, any other any other projects that you've been asked to do that you th- you've never thought you were ever going to do? Um, no, you know, I've kind of I've been super busy with a lot of hunting films and yeah, um, you know, snowmobiling films. That's kind of one thing that I would I would love to score in the future is kind of just a big snowmobile client. Um, Ski-Doo, they're a big manufacturer of snowmobiles. They have shared some of my work, but I haven't done anything official with them yet. So um, that's No free shout-outs to Ski-Doo. Ski-Doo, yeah. You have to hit up Jeff first. I would love to. You know, that's kind of the dream. That's why I got into photography and filmmaking. Yeah. Snowmobiling is what got me into it. Yep. You know, so the dream It'd is be- to... Yeah. Put it, bring it all together. It would be. It would come full circle, and I'd be, I'd be very happy to do that, you know. Um, you, uh, you got me thinking of uh, the laws, you know, when you were talking about, you got, you know, you, you've always been snowmobiling, and your dad bought that camera, and you saw it, and you're like, whoa. You're like, hey, like, we could do some stuff with this. I remember, you know, that's how the laws got into, you know, the skiing, snowboarding, and their videos. Um, have no idea where those are at, but uh, <laughs> I remember I'd go over as a kid and watch their videos and just thought those are the cool, you know. And uh, <laughs> it's all cheap cameras back then, right. you know, whatever they had. But yeah. um, anyways, that's what I was thinking about when you're, you know, it's kind of yeah. like it'd be cool to do full circle, you know. And um, yeah, that's how a lot of photographers get their start. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, all these YouTubers you see, they're big skateboarders. That's how they got their start. Yeah, they're super into skateboarding and they wanted to f- take pictures of it. It's kind of now they're filming. They have huge clients like Nike. You know, they went from filming little skateboard videos. So, you know, that's kind of the what I tell people that are starting out all the time is just like the best camera is the one you have, whether it's a phone or whatever you have. Just go out there and create stuff. Just make whatever it is. Yeah, you'll never get better unless you make stuff. You can watch all these YouTube videos. You should. It's great. But the best teacher is failure and mm-hmm. going out and just doing it, 
critiquing yourself and that's what I tell people all the time. And it's funny, no matter what it is, like whatever you're, whatever you enjoy to do, it could be video gaming. Why not try to be a YouTuber that, yeah. that a streamer, yeah. right? Make content, just go out there and create stuff. That's what I tell people, whatever it is, find your thing, run with it. And that might lead, it might open other doors or you might take off with whatever you started with. But. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, you're with Kuyu and, and Spiro and mm-hmm. you know, you, like you said, you never thought you'd be on a hunting no. trip doing it and or a helicopter. Yeah. Um, that leads me into this question. This is what I want to ask you, you know, what prepared you to be, um, you know, you're juggling, you know, your own business, two big clients. And then if, if there's other side little gigs, you know, how do you juggle all that work and the editing and the scheduling and yeah. Uh, so it's, it's tough. <laughs> Um, so I have, Oh, you're not perfect at it. Oh, well, damn. <laughs> no, not by all means. I am, you know, I'm, I'm very all over the place and sometimes it's a bad thing. I get caught up. Luckily I don't have any super tight deadlines, but, uh, I, I usually work better under pressure. Um, so if I do have a deadline, I'm, I'm a bad procrastinator. So I'm not by, I'm not perfect <laughs> yeah. by any means. Um, definitely work better under pressure and it, 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 it does get tough. I try not to stretch myself too thin. Like, um, right now I've got, a, I've been out in the field a lot doing all these all this traveling, I've got a lot of content that I still need to edit. Mm-hmm. So eventually I'm going to have to cut off any new clients. Like, ah, I can't right now. You know, I yeah. got to, I got to get these projects done and then I can start looking forward to gotcha. putting more stuff on the schedule. Yeah. It's tough. Um, how, how, how is your editing process? So when you kind of, you know, you're going to sit down and you're like, okay, I'm going to go through this footage, you know, um, mm-hmm. what's, what's going what's on in your like? head? Yeah. 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 So first thing I do typically is I kind of just organize stuff, right? Like that's the most tedious part. That's not the most fun part about editing is everyone wants to dive right into the creative, like the cool stuff that mm-hmm. you get to make, but uh, you got to organize and put the story together. And basically like if you film an interview, you have to watch that whole interview, cut out all the awkward parts and cut out like all the parts that don't matter. Um, so just the tedious things, organizing the footage and then just going through it all, basically getting rid of what's bad and then keeping what's good and super tedious. But that's kind of where I start. Yeah. Like putting the story together and then you dive into the creative stuff. Once you get all the footage laid out, then it's like, okay, now what can I make with this? Mm-hmm. It's like putting a puzzle together. That's yeah. the way I look at it. Yeah. So. How, did, um, how did you come about that process? How did I come about it? Yeah. Like how did I start editing or? Yeah. How did, yeah. Was it um, your own stuff or? Uh, yeah, actually I, um, I got really lucky with travel and tourism. Um, one day, I know I wasn't, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do yet. I just wanted to do something with marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day my boss came in, Sean Parker, and he was like, you want to go film a snowmobile video? <laughs> Cause he knew I wanted to learn and they needed stuff. They needed stuff for winter anyway. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well I've got snowmobiles. Sean knows how to take photos and video. And so he actually filmed it. Um, and then my job when we got back was to edit it and oh. I've never edited anything in my entire life. And so I had to literally Google it took me probably a month to edit a minute and a half video <laughs> <laughs> that would probably take me a day, right. maybe four hours right now. Cause I had to literally Google search and YouTube, um, everything, every yeah, little right. thing, how to import a video into premiere. <laughs> so, <laughs> interesting experience. And I, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, you put your mind to something. It's amazing what you can accomplish. Yeah. Because I remember the first time opening up Premiere, looking at it and thinking, there's no way I'm going to learn how to do this. I just I just forced myself to spend time on it. And here we are. Yeah, here you are. the back of my hand now. But I just remember the first time opening Premiere thinking, like, how intimidating this is. Right. It's crazy. And yeah. I think that applies to so many things. So many people are so scared to dive into 
the unknown, you yep. know, like yep. you just got to do it. You just got to dive in. Otherwise mm -hmm. you'll never know. You yeah. Know? And who knows? Maybe I dived into premiere, learned how to use it and ended up hating it. At least I know that's not an opportunity. You know, I can put that behind me and try to find something else, but I ended up loving it. I think, you know, not enough people, not enough people do that. Yeah. Dive give, into the end. give it enough try. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, that's great that Sean gave you that opportunity. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would second that 100%. You know, when Zach and I started um, and I pulled up Audition, you know, another Adobe thing, I'm staring at that thing. I'm right. like, what in the world? I'm like, I just want this to, I just want the audio to sound good. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, exactly. same, yeah. same exact thing. You know, it took me, it took me way longer than it needed to be. And now it's like, I can get stuff out within a day and, uh, right. you know, and then I have someone do the video. Cause that I, yeah, like you said, mm -hmm. you know, I probably could have, you know, I pulled up, I hate Premiere. I'll just say <laughs> it. I hate it. I can't do it. Um, yeah. But the audio stuff I can do. So Yeah, I no. feel that. I'm the opposite. Audio stuff, <laughs> I don't want to touch it. I would yeah. rather hire, a you know, an audio guy. Yep, you do the audio and I'll do, do the, the video. Yeah. Same with After Effects, any sort of graphic design. I'm a terrible graphic designer. Oh, okay. I always have respect for people that can do graphic yep. design. Yep. It's not my art style. Like, I can't draw. That's why in high school I, thought, I never thought I was artsy. Because I couldn't draw. I wasn't interested in, like, you know painting or anything like yep. that. It's like, okay, well, I must not be creative. You know, there's so many different ways to be creative. Yeah. So everyone's creative. hundred percent. No, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So I was the same way in school. I, you know, I was a sports guy and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not a creative guy and yeah. it's, yeah. uh, here we are. So, um, <laughs> no, that's funny. No, that's a great story. Um, well, uh, I'm trying to, is there anything else you wanted to talk about or something on your mind? No. Jeff, I, you know, I, I didn't really prep you kind of like what to talk <laughs> about or anything. Um, Oh, here's, here's a good question. Um, so you've been traveling a lot, you know, starting to see the country and, um, you know, what do you like about coming home and coming to the big horns and then, and then having the season here? Um, and you guys, you guys do tours, other mountains in Wyoming, right? Or, um, nope, not yet. Okay. Um, so the plan is to eventually be more than just the Bighorns. you know, sled Wyoming. When I started it, I always had the vision of it being sled Wyoming, right? Like, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Um, so I have some ideas in mind, um, but a lot of places are, for example, I tried to get a permit in the Beartooth range, which is over by Cody this year, and uh, they actually are doing an entire new environmental analysis plan, and they said they weren't accepting any new permits, which sure. was a total bummer. I was super excited to be able to do that this year, so I'm trying, um, but, you know, it's, it's out of my control. Yeah. Um, so, that's, walk, yeah, that is the plan to expand. But Walk walk through that real quick. I didn't know that was... Um, yeah. So is there? So there must be a district here that you got to yes. get a permit. Yep. Yep. Anything. Any time you want to make money on the national forest, you have to get a permit. Right. Whether it's okay. a temporary permit, priority use permit, or whatever. So a lot of work I do uh, is through the Forest Service. I have to to be able to promote guided tours. We are fully permitted to guide in the Bighorn National Forest. Gotcha. Yep. Um, and they, you know, they have their own rules, and um, so not just anyone can go start a guide company. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you could, but you can't legally guide on the Bighorn National right. Forest. You'll get a fat ticket and. So, yeah, you have to go through all those steps. And gotcha. Okay. That's that's honestly one of the hardest parts about sled why I was getting insurance and going through the whole permit process. And, um, you know, it is the federal government you're working with. So it's not like they can just instantly <laughs> write you a permit. You have to go through all the bureaucratic stuff. Yep. And that can take months sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's a headache. But Well, and like you said, you know, they're, they're going to go through a whole environmental study. So, yeah, they're mm -hmm. like, we're not even going to accept any, you know. Yeah, and that's what happened in the Beartooth range. Yeah. They're like, well, we're doing a current, we're reevaluating our over snow environmental whatever they call it analysis. Sure. Yeah. Like we're yeah, not yeah. gonna accept any new permits at this time. And it's like, well, 
okay, bummer. That's a total bummer. Like, wouldn't you rather have a guide up there that is knows avalanche safety, knows uh, wilderness safety, all that stuff? Like, wouldn't you rather have a professional up there taking people rather than people who aren't professional getting lost? And so that's <laughs> that's a whole different. I was like, okay, yeah. yep, I understand, but total bummer. Well, that's a that's an opportunity for sled YO though for the statewide mission is, you know why why you would want you know educated guides you right. know and and stuff like these all the things you said safety hazards yeah you know they know where they're going um, you yeah know, definitely um, pros to having a guide yeah as yeah opposed absolutely. to doing unguided especially with a local that like knows the place like the back of their hand mm-hmm. I mean you're just I, I see so many people going in the bighorns not knowing where to go because yep. there are wrong places to go in the bighorns yes there are places that you can't go that you can get in trouble if you go in and you know we have so many microclimates you know five miles down the road might get 20 inches of snow and five miles the other way might get nothing yep. so, yeah well and shoot like last year i mean it just felt like a record of uh people getting lost up there oh you know okay. and and uh you know and who knows what that is if that's a more people are here or like you said yeah. more people were coming out here and just didn't go in and yeah so safety is yeah. a big thing yeah, yeah for sure yeah you see it all the time you know that's kind of our priorities the safety obviously yeah all we do all this epic stuff but um we want you to be safe i mean that's really why you would get a guide yep in the first place, yep safe and have a fun time yeah um but yeah having the bighorns like com- going back to your question about what's it like to doing all this travel coming back home to Sheridan yeah you know I, I grew up here I lived other places I lived in Virginia for a little bit um I actually played college baseball over there for a summer and I lived over the Virginia Beach for a summer and that was a, that was a good time and then I lived in Montana for a year up there and uh it was good um Sheridan is definitely it's definitely a place to call home um people don't quite understand how good we have it here mm-hmm. and, you know there's places that are better and but it's definitely places that are worse and so many people especially younger people they they want to leave sheridan yeah but i totally get it i think everyone should leave their hometown at some point you know go out there and explore the world regardless of where you're from you could be from the coolest city in america it's like go out leave your hometown have those experiences and you know leaving for me made me appreciate how good sheridan has it yeah um there's places there's aspects i liked about those other places sure you know sheridan's not a bad place to call home and maybe i'll end up somewhere else one day but i think you know as a place to raise a family definitely Sheridan's one of the best places yeah. to do it. And, um, you can't be, you know, the Bighorns. I've been up there almost every single weekend of my whole life, and I'm still finding new places. So we're incredibly lucky. Yeah. Great yeah. answer. <laughs> um, that leads me into my my next question, kind of last question. You know, we kind of talked about Sled YO and some goals for that, but uh, where do you see yourself in three, five years, you know, uh, professionally, you know, in, in your side gig stuff and, uh, and maybe Sled YO? Yeah. No, that's a great question. Um you know, I would like to see Sled Wyo be maybe a little more less less of a side hustle because right now it's definitely a side hustle. I'm not it's not paying my bills. The full time the freelance photography and stuff is what keeps the lights on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to see Sled Wyo maybe be a little more self sufficient and uh, maybe it is something that I can just that's all I do in the winter. I can say no to f- freelance gigs because I got to focus on this. But um, yeah, I'd like to see Sled Wyo be a little more organized full rentals full gear um guided tours going consistently yeah as opposed to more of a side gig um so that's one and then yeah i would really like to just have two or three big clients for filmmaking that just keep me busy um right now i you know could use my biggest one 
Um, and then I do side gigs here and there yep. that are maybe one-time clients. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the dream is uh, two or three big clients and then sled while full-time in the winter. Yeah. So kind of what I'm doing now, just bigger scale. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> just keep building those, keep, keep building, building the steps there. Yeah. Um, awesome. I love it. Well, uh, Jeff, where can um, – where can people find Sled Wild, and then where can people find you if they if they have a side side piece that they uh, yeah. side project that they want to yeah so reach out to you for if you're interested in getting the family out this winter if you're from Sheridan um, and you want to take the family out for a scenic trail ride or maybe you're from Sheridan and want to do an extreme backcountry ride you don't have to have any previous snowmobile experience we'll take you out regardless um, sledwild.com is our website you can also find us on Instagram it's just at sledwild and then uh, Facebook is Sled Wyoming. Um, so that's for the snowmobiling stuff. And then if you want to, uh, work with me for photography or filmmaking, um, I specialize in tourism and outdoor stuff. I can also do documentary work as well. Um, just my name, Jeffrey Shaner at, uh, jeffreyshaner.com is my website. Um, or just reach out to me. I use my Instagram kind of as a portfolio for my photography. Um, yeah, just, you know, I'm always, I, I won't be afraid of an Instagram DM. Yeah. No, no, no way to be too formal. Yeah, <laughs> and don't be, don't be uh, offended if if Jeff kind of shoots you down. You know, busy guy. He's got a lot of projects, and if he's got a lot of editing going on, he probably can't take on any more projects. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm definitely uh, all over the place, but I, what, I, I, uh, I can make time for you if it's a cool project. That's how I look at it. <laughs> yeah, if you if it sounds good to you and it's yeah. it fits into your passions, yeah, I'm always willing yeah. to listen. I'll never be like, ah, no, I don't want to. So love it. Well, Jeff, I'm 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 excited that we were able to have you in and uh, have you in before the season, so we can you know definitely promote the you know the family scenic route tours that you guys are going to do, and um, w- love to see Sled Wild keep growing, and um, super super proud of of the Kuyu. Like that's aw- like I think that's big time. That's fun and. Uh, I think it's just big time when he's like, I can't really tell you where I've been and who I've been with. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's where we got yep. something big going. But, uh, Jeff, thanks for coming by the studio, yeah. and uh, we'll catch everyone next time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.